Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And a good Tuesday morning, Birds fans. Appreciate you getting up and streaming in early. Appreciate Johnny Mac getting back up and streaming in early with us today. You got Mac and Mac, McMullen and McDonald here with you for the next two. Uh, Johnny Mac going hoodie today. I'm guessing maybe he slept in that thing. We'll find out right here. <laughs> uh, a little, little late night coming back from South uh, Philly yesterday, John? Yeah, a little bit of late night. Got locked in the building. Our good friend Rob Motti, got to give him a hat tip. He uh, he picked up uh, a bunch of us by the loading dock, so we didn't have to walk three miles back to the parking lot. So, uh, hat tip to Rob. Uh, yeah, come on, Eagles. What 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 is going on with that place? They literally locked us in the building. There's 10, 15 to 20 reporters. If if you don't want to do gate night games, okay, fine. But yeah, don't get, yeah, believe me. When you yeah, I don't want to be there. Expect to be there till 
the late at night, early in the morning. Exactly. The schedule says that's what the schedule says. Stadium operations. You got to wait until we leave. That's how it works. It's the life you've chosen. We yes. always get that. It's the life we've chosen as reporters, which is true. Got to work on holidays. Got to do night games. Got to do things like that. That's true. Hey, stadium operations, hangouts, Same you know, thing. bring, bring, you know, watch a movie on Netflix, on your phone, do something. You got to wait. Yeah. Get Mr. Anyway. Lori on the phone yeah. and say, yeah, we don't like these night games. Don't schedule yeah. them anymore. See, see what he has to say about that. Well, it was a night game. It actually moved along pretty quickly. You guys must have had good stories to cover and uh, good stuff coming out of the clubhouse because it didn't uh, drag. It moved right along, mostly because of the Philadelphia Eagle defense. You and I exchanged texts yesterday, and you told me, listen, if the Eagles defensive line gets pressure, then they can slow the Dolphin offense down. If they don't, yeah, two is going to put up 35, 42, whatever else. The Eagle defensive line came to play Johnny Mac. They they did pressure him. Two is very good at getting the ball out of his hands quickly, but even at that uh, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat off the edges were in his face and making plays not only against the pass, but against a run. Reddick was great against the yeah, run, just Reddick. completely shut down the Dolphin running game to start the game last night. A, to use your phrase, hat tip, the Eagles defensive line made you hat tip last night. They were stone cold dominant. Yeah, I mean, that 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 group, we go back to Bucky Brooks. I keep giving him credit in the offseason saying it was the best p- position group in the NFL. It is. It's incredibly talented, incredibly deep. And I was saying it all week because I got a lot. Of, maybe it's because it's Halloween season. I got a lot of Eagles fans who were terrified. Mike Missanelli said it on the postgame show. He was terrified. And, you know, I put up. In the pregame warmups, I said, well, it's going to be Edmonds and Sidney Brown at safety, Josiah Scott in the slot. Um, and people, every single comment was, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I've been saying it all week. If you can't block people, you can't play offense in this league. And they could not block the Eagles front. And that, you know, now I get the other end. Oh, Eli Ricks is playing well. What a great job by Sidney Brown. Hey, they couldn't deal with Tyreek Hill. Nobody can deal with Tyreek Hill, but they didn't have time to get him the football consistently. There's the one drop, but, um, you know, I, I mean, their defense is built on that front. And when that front plays up to their capabilities, I've yet to see anybody who can block them. And blocking the Denver Broncos all week doesn't impress me. Blocking the New York Giants doesn't impress me. Blocking the Carolina Panthers doesn't impress me. And the Dolphins aren't, they're a good team. I don't want to say they're a good team because now you have self-hating Eagles fans saying, oh, the Dolphins aren't that good. No, they're very good. They're not at the Eagles standard. And they, this would, and I said all week, This is more of a statement game for the Dolphins than the Eagles. We know the Eagles are good. We don't know where the Dolphins are. We know they're kind of good, but they got beat by four touchdowns in Buffalo. Now they got waxed in Philadelphia. You know, they're going to beat the bad teams, and they got to prove they can beat a good team, and that's for them going down the road. But the Eagles, 
I mean, their their outlier was the Jets. Look, they blew that game. They should have won that game. They should be seven and zero. And we we talk about style points every week, and I'm sure we'll talk about them again here. There's plenty of stuff that they got to get better at, but offensive defensive front. I say it every week. Now Lane was back on the offensive line, so all the issues were shut down there. Although I except Lane did get beat for his first sack in forever and Galen caught the football up. So he wasn't hundred percent. It's great to have him back. The record is what it is. When Lane Johnson's in the game, the Philadelphia Eagles win. And that's more important than anything else, but he wasn't a hundred percent. Well, it was always going to happen. He had to give up a sack at some point. He gave it up. uh, uh, And that's fine, but it's a lot better than Jack Driscoll out there. So um, yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, we talked about it all week, 500 yards, 37 points a game. They gave up 10 stinking points to that team offensively because one was a pick six. And I think 244 was the final total yards. I mean, and that's with, you know, people are talking. And the Dolphins had some injuries, but both their corners, Xavier Howard wasn't able to play. Connor Williams, they don't have a good offensive line to begin with. Teron Armstead's been hurt for a while. Connor Williams is out. But, I mean, the Eagles are down to their freaking 17th slot corner and and, and the 17th uh, safety pairing. I mean, you persevere in this league or you don't. And, yeah, I was not impressed by the Dolphins. Uh, Now, Tua can sling it when he gets time. Tremendously accurate. I can't say enough good things about Tyreek Hill. He is an unbelievable football player. But other than that, yeah, their their bonded running game, nothing from Raheem Mostert uh, until later in the game. Kind of garbage. Not, and Mike McDaniel. That wasn't you know, garbage time. The game was still that was a one-score game. And, he and went, by the way. He had I, two carries for 25 yeah, yards, John. Man. You know what I'll do? I'll second-guess the Dolphin play calling. They run two consecutive plays. Oh, you can't second-guess the, the greatest play caller in the history sure of the world. Sure as hell I can. Two, <laughs> two consecutive joking. runs for like 25 yards, and then they go away from running on the edge. They go back to running inside with their backup running back. What the hell were you thinking yeah. there, McDaniels? Oh, by, by the way, I, I think Nick Sirianni wanted to prove a point because Mike McDaniels getting all – the flowers and you know nick's like eh, you know what have i built uh and i think you know he 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 would never admit it but he wanted to uh show people um you know because I, I still get it well the dolphins are so inventive all right you know they run the motion they run the eyewash they run that they're great against bad teams it probably looks better but you know I'd rather, I'd rather have the guys who block and the guys who rush. Now the Dolphins' front defensive front is pretty good. Um, their offensive line, though, they they got some issues there. Um, but they're a good team. They're not a great team, and the Eagles kind of proved that. And Eagles did get a helping hand. And again, this is something you deal with in the National Football League. Same as injuries. On a given day, the flags may fly against you or the flags may fly in your favor. 
and last night, and part of this is the whole, what did you just call it, eyewash or motion on every single play, two guys heading in the same direction. When it works, it's great. It catches the other team off guard and confuses the team. But every once in a while, it lends itself to someone moving too early or taking a quick step. And, oh, here comes the flag. Back up five yards. Illegal motion. False start. They had a whole bunch of those last night, which is self-inflicted because you want to run this uh, high-fangled offense where you're trying to confuse the other team. Yeah, there's going to be a price to pay. Eagles got a major break in the game. James Bradbury grabbing Cedric Wilson's face mask down the sideline in a blatant pass interference, the fact that they didn't throw the flag on that one gave the Eagles a big break. Now, the Eagles are the better team. I don't think the the flags decided it. And, ooh, if it was called 50-50, Dolphins win. No, they don't. The Eagles were the better team. They were going to win. They deserved to win. But that was a pretty key juncture of the game. Still only a seven-point game that sets them up uh, in their own red zone. Eagles got a break on that non-call, Johnny Mac. Yeah, I mean, anytime you grab somebody's face mask, in the open field especially, um, yeah, it should be caught. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm never, I don't complain. I don't complain about officials. I just don't because there's nothing, you know, I, I've heard it from coaches a million times over the years, control what you can control, and you sure, sure as hell can't control officials. So, you know, sometimes you get bad calls. Sometimes you get calls that help you. Um, and you either, again, I'll use that word, you either persevere or you don't. I mean, it's baked in. You're, you're going to get screwed at times in this league. They're human beings. It happens to everybody. It happens to every team every year. And good teams tend, you know, I always say Michael Jordan rules back in the day. Michael used to get some calls, you know. Good teams get more calls than bad teams because they have a reputation of getting – and and. How do you get over that hump to be a good team? The Eagles are over that hump. And they probably get more breaks. And the Eagles fans aren't going to want like this. They probably get more breaks than they don't, if, if, if you know what I'm saying, because they're a good team. And they have a reputation for being a good team. And I always tell the story about Reggie White, and it's apropos because um, – you know, Reggie's son was the honorary captain, the Kelly Green, all that stuff. You know, when I covered the Vikings, there was this uh, right tackle named Tim Irwin, who later became an NFL agent, pretty successful NFL agent. He played for like 17 years. He played forever. Very good player. He used to handle Reggie White. And you know why? Because he had this reputation for like 14, 15, and that's just a good player. And they didn't throw flags on him. And he would just hold on for dear life. And they called a, they could have called 10 holding calls a, 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 a week on him every time they played the Packers. And, you know, then they drafted Corey Stringer, who's another, was a great player. A tragic uh, mm-hmm. incident. I always say my worst day in the NFL covering um, a team. But he was a really good player. Um, and Reggie ate him for lunch because he was a rookie and they didn't give him. Um, now he learned from it and became a very good player. Um, but yeah, reputation matters. Uh, and the Eagles have a big reputation and deservedly so. But 
Yeah, I never, I never complain about officiating. Now the Eagles didn't get called for a penalty, I believe. So yeah, yeah, the, the, they, they get ten. The, the Eagles the, get the, none. That's the, a little lopsided. You're not going to yeah. see that every week in the NFL. Well, there's 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 this NFL rep stats, and they send me stuff every week because they they compile. Um, and this is before the game. They compile different crews and and their trends. So they do it like coaches would. You know, people have trends. And Brad Allen was the official said, and I quote, a good home field ref, particularly as it pertains to fourth quarter pen- penalties, which can be key in close games. Um, so you know, he'll be he'll be on a home field somewhere next week. And that team will probably have the advantage. So but they, the refs send it out. And oh no! They use, no, and they, who it's sends a, it out? It's 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 a site that follows the trends of oh, okay. what officials like, call. Because yeah, you don't you don't want to be known as a home field ref. It where the game is played if it's played on the moon, hey, it's not supposed to affect the game. You only don't want to be uh, known as a home field ref if. If the if the league cares about it, and if the league thinks you're being unfair, and they don't give a shit, so uh, I don't think Brad Allen gives a crap. But there's there's no doubt that different crews call different things. Uh, there's crews that call less penalties. There's crews that call more penalties. That's why this site exists. Uh, Allen, the rep. Uh, Number two, most defensive pass interference penalties on the road in 2023. This is the kind of stuff they do. Uh, he's number five calling defensive pass interference. Just 32% of the penalties on the home team in fourth quarter of games. So, you know, yeah, they break everybody breaks down everything, including officials. And, and he again, just probably got a break. But again, by no piece. means did that uh, were the Dolphins going to win that game if the penalties were 5-5? Exactly. Uh, it didn't have a direct an indirect outcome on the game. Yeah, I do believe because of that one penalty. Forget the 10-0. Because there are games where a team commits 10 penalties and the other team commits none. Can't just make a penalty. Not so too many the teams. Game, you're 7-5 and it's kind of close. I, no, I will admit I will admit there's not too many NFL games that where you have no penalties. Ten penalties no, no. on one team and and none on the other. That doesn't happen very often. And the only one I would even note would be the Bradbury pass interference penalty because it was at a key juncture of the game. And to me, it wasn't even debatable. It was blatant and it was obvious. That's the only penalty that comes into question. Eagles are the better team on defense. Eagles are a better team on offense. I'll even give them the nod on special teams with that Boston Scott kickoff return. Although Berrios was good too. We actually saw a kickoff Berrios returns. Johnny Mack, an NFL game with kickoff returns. Yeah. Well, it's Not getting just to a that touchback every single time. It's getting to that time of year. It was windy and and going the north end of the field. Team, yeah, they couldn't get it. Either team couldn't get it in the end zone. Um, so you're going to start seeing more kickoff returns in you know, outdoor games, although it's supposed to get back to 80, but it was pretty chilly last night and, and the wind was not awful, but um, yeah, they could not kick the ball in the end zone that way. Either one, team. One quick question for you. We get our first guest up. Brandon Lee Gatton from bleeding green nation is going to join us. 
everybody seemed to hint on it. What I saw in the post-game stuff, it was hinted at, but nobody gave details. Jalen Hurts' wheel was off last night. Uh, yeah. Supposedly wearing a brace. I guess it's his knee. You really saw it on a couple of runs where he just wasn't running like Jalen. I'm not even talking about sliding or giving himself up or going down in, in the, the backfield. I'm talking about he's broken containment. He's turning up field. He's making yards. And he's just not moving the same as he usually does, not as fast as he usually does. What's the deal? Any details you have on his Did knee? You? Did you hear Nick answer the question? <laughs> he was spilled. It, 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 yeah. Here, here's how we answer the question. Rob Motti, by the way, uh, again, he asked the question. Rob, I know you're not here every day with the local media. I'm probably not giving you that information. We'll see. Got to talk to the trainers, talk to Jalen. We'll get him in tomorrow. John, that's me, is going to ask me tomorrow. Elliot, Elliot Short Parks, will ask me tomorrow, how is Jalen? I'm going to say I got to see him a little bit more. I, I'll let you know Wednesday. Wednesday is going to come. It's going to be before practice. They're going to ask me again, and I'm going to say I've got to see how it's looking out there, and I will get you some more information on Friday. Friday, we'll see if he's on the injury report or not. When Friday comes, they're going to ask, what do you think? What's going to happen here? I'll say you'll get the injury report later in the day. I just string them along. That's okay. funny. Man, absolutely. I, 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 you know, he gave, he, he laid out the whole week. Um, and that's how it's going to go. Uh, but he's banged up. He got hurt in Los Angeles. Um, and he didn't get hurt in the game. Uh, he was limping around Novacare last week a little bit. Um, but you know, he plays through it. Is he a hundred percent? No. You know, he made that big extending the play. Uh, for A.J. Brown, 32 yards down to the one-yard line. But, yeah, he's probably going to be limited for for a while, and we'll see if it's more serious. Probably not till Friday, but we'll see if it's more serious uh, than that. Um, you know, I go back to Chicago last year. He, he, he got hurt in that game, played through it, and that was the shoulder injury where he missed ultimately missed two games. And he did the post-game press conference. He acted like he wasn't hurt, and he was. So he admitted he was wearing a brace, and he said, I hope not. And when he was asked, is it going to affect you? You never know, but uh, I don't think it's terribly serious, but it's certainly affecting him. And both he, uh, both his coach and his star wide receiver took us back last night and said the guy's just stone cold tough, and he is. If you need any more of an example – the Eagles converted a couple really big cheek sneak, tush push, sh- brotherly shove, call it what you want. Uh, in four the- for four on the. Uh- yeah, pretty damn good. And that's Jalen on a bum knee getting that first down every single time. I give some credit. I thought Goddard actually did more on the actual. Uh, pushing of the tushing last night than he usually does. He actually, yeah, they might have had to do a little bit more. Yeah, they, they that needed that assist from behind, and it was there. Uh, yeah, power. Um, and it worked. Yeah. For so give give Jalen credit, uh, a ton of credit for playing through what may very well be a pretty painful injury that we'll not find out more details about as the coach designates. And I'm not asking today, Nick. Why ask? 
Why well, waste? Why we're burn gonna a question? Gowton to ask him for you. We'll, he'll pick up the slack for yeah. you, Johnny Mac. Why we're gonna ask Brandon Lee Gowton plenty. He's gonna join us next. BLG from G BGN Bleeding Green Nation guest one to start the week off right with us here on Birds Three Sixty Five. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got John McMullen and Jody McDonald, your Birds 365 duo, joined by Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation, who's got a... I'm looking at the hat. What do you got on there, brother? Is that old school? When does that... SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation. Very cool. B B yeah. I like that hat. Nice. Nice. Look, looking good. It's not Kelly Green, but that's okay. It's still very cool. Uh, oh, yeah. The Eagles were wearing uh, Kelly Green jerseys. I don't know if you guys heard that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that got, uh, if the marketing was good enough to wear. I, I, I think her. everybody on the planet knows they wore Kelly Green last night. <laughs> and I don't know about you, BLG, but 
I'm glad the Eagles won because I can't stand the naysayers. If they lost that game, was oh we can never wear, never wear Kelly Green again. Mm. We can't win. It's the, it's the past. Just put it in the past. Bury it. Don't even talk about it anymore. I love the Kelly Green, so I'm glad they won. Yeah, I mean, I I've been uh, a big time proponent of that. I think it's their best aesthetic, and I mean, it was it was a must win game, not must win in terms of the season's over, but it was a right. you needed to see you know how they would respond to that Jets loss, and they did exactly what they needed to do in that regard. Wasn't like an A plus game all around, but it was a really good win over a team that uh, was lighting up uh, the the rankings in terms of points and offense, and they basically shut them down like no one else has this year. Yeah, 498 yards a game coming in, 37 points. They end up with 244 total yards and really 10 points because you take away the pick six. That was the defense. Um, and the Eagles are playing with Sidney Brown and and Josiah Scott and, and Eli Ricks. Um, I look at that defensive front, BLG, and I'm saying, Ooh, I, I don't know who can block them. Um that that group is deep and talented, and they mask a lot of deficiencies on the back end. Uh, is that how you saw it? That's exactly why you know the Eagles pour their resources into the trenches. You know, you see how if you put investment there, and obviously you have to make the right selections and, and pay the right players and whatnot. But once you invest those resources properly. Um, yeah, you know, you have a defensive line that can kind of take over the game. And look, you know, the Dolphins were missing the starting left tackle, left guard at one point after Jalen Carter injured him, and then starting center as well. So it certainly helps. Um, but same time, uh, they don't be allowed six sacks all season. Tua was getting rid of the ball faster than any quarterback. So for them to still be able to pressure him, I thought was pretty impressive and disrupt that offense. And uh, like you mentioned, yeah, you're still without your starting two safeties. You're down to your third string option, a UDFA playing at slot cornerback. Um, so that's a really impressive showing by Sean Desai and his unit. How does how big a hit does Mike McDaniel's coach of the year campaign <laughs> take after a game last night? Uh, you know, I still think he's going to be in the mix there, but I mean, it's it's a big one for to be able to you know again, it's it's impressive just how good um, this Dolphins offense has been this year. Not only are they, they, they entered this week seven game first in points and yards. They're but, first uh, in everything, I think, basically. But, yeah. but even the margin from first to second yeah. is like the, the margin in points, it's like the same margin from second to 10th and yards. It was like second to 25th. Like so they're just like way, way, way far out in front of everyone. So, um, you know, he, he got out coached. So certainly, you know, the Eagles are going to feel good about Sean Desai after that one. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't think it's like, you know, he was a fraud as much as the Eagles were just better. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I still think Mike is a, a really good uh, schemer uh, and, and they do some tremendous things. And when they could block the Eagles, I mean, it was pretty bad uh, down the field with Tyreek. Uh, but, you know. Uh, from the Eagles' perspective, that's a a really difficult player to deal with. But I thought coming in, BLG, I was kind of shocked at how many Eagles fans. I heard the word terrified or a lot. Uh, um, you know, maybe it's Halloween season. Maybe everybody wants to be scared. I thought this was a statement game for Miami, not the Eagles. We know the Eagles are good. It's just a matter of how good. Miami, they lost 
by four touchdowns to Buffalo. Now they get waxed pretty good by Philadelphia. I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're a great team. And I think the Eagles kind of put them in their place. And I think, Nick, you know, during the week, you can kind of sense like, hey, you know, yeah, Mike's doing a good job, but what about the job I'm doing? He was kind of feeling himself at the press conference afterwards. Yeah, I think the Dolphins are, you know, uh, they're going to be in the mix. They're obviously, I think, going to make the playoffs and be in the mix for the Super Bowl. And they're the favorites or anything. So I think they're a good team. But again, I think, you know, the Eagles just outplayed them. I think throughout last week, um, kind of a sense that, oh, the Eagles lost to the Jets. Well, they're going to get killed by the Dolphins. And I never really fully agreed with that, uh, in part because I thought the Jets' loss was uncharacteristic in some ways. I didn't think they were going to turn the ball over four times again. And uh, even you look at you looked at the line for this game. You know, it started out as Eagles minus two and a half. I thought it might swing to the Dolphins side with people really, you know, getting uh, confident in them. It didn't. It actually swung back to the Eagles at uh, minus three. And that kind of told me there that, okay, there isn't this true faith here in the Dolphins. And uh, and, and Vegas knows, you know, what they're doing. And if uh, the Dolphins were just as good as everyone feared, then they would not, the Eagles would not have been the standard three-point favorites. Yeah, that, that's why I'm not buying what John is saying he was hearing. Well, there was panic uh, with the Dolphins. No, if there was panic that the Dolphins would have been the favorite in the game, they weren't. The Eagles were the favorite, stayed as the favorite, even jumped back up further as the favorite. So I I think the few, the foolish, were, were paranoid about the Dolphins coming in here and just running all over the Eagles. Uh, the, the general public, I don't think, was. All right, let me give you uh, both the question. And if you want to just accept Nick Sirianni's answer, please do. But if you want to give me a theory of your own, uh, go with it. Eagles up by seven, 10 minutes to play in the game, fourth and a yard plus. Sirianni sends out the punt team, then calls a timeout, then sends back out the offense and goes tush push and gets it at the 26 yard line, his own 26 yard line. He changed his mind there. What do you think either his conversation was or his line of thinking was? And Eagles have to be grateful that it went that way. You want to take it first, John? B- yeah, BLG. Um, uh, he, he said after the game, he just. He wanted to see how close they were, basically, and 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 where the spot was, and when he thought it was close enough. And he and he said he didn't want to waste the timeout, but felt he needed to get a better grip on on where it was. I I think the bigger part is, and he said it after the game, and I I was right in it. I mean, they're they're basically, you know, if you're a defense, he kind of framed it from the offensive perspective. You, you not only have to stop the Eagles on third down, you got to stop them from being close on third down uh, because they're going to go for it and they're going to get it. Whereas Brandon Staley might go for it at the 26, but he's going to put, he's going to throw the football with Justin Herbert and, and they might get it. They might not. The Eagles got, they only, everybody else has first and 10. They have first and nine because they're going for it. Um, you know, early in the game, if they're at the 26, they'll probably punt it. Uh, but, you know, if they're in plus territory, they're going for it from yeah. first quarter on. It's a huge advantage. But I, I did believe his his take on it. Did you, uh, BLG? 
Yeah, it seemed to me at the time there was kind of, um, you know, it might have been like a long one. They kind of wanted to figure out just how far that was and, you know, get the measurement there. Uh, absolutely the right decision to go for it. I believe that, you know, before the result of the play happened, I'm not just saying that in hindsight, I think, you know, you have to be aggressive, especially when you do have this play under your belt. Take advantage of it. Don't punt the ball. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Eagles. And that, by the way, the next set of downs, they also did it. So with the first two first downs were fourth and ones. They converted and they end up going right down. I think it was 13 plays and they took mm-hmm. six and a half minutes off the clock. Classic Eagles long drive. Time of possession in this game was absurd again. The Eagles 36 plus Dolphins 23. Dolphins only ran 49 plays, I think. And I that mean, was another key yeah. part. In addition yeah. to, you know, Sean Desai's defense stepping up, like the offense playing their part of ball control and keeping that Dolphins offense off the field, you certainly have to give him <laughs> credit for that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think Eagles fans need to appreciate they have a coach who is aggressive and will do that because, you know, I was looking at some other games on Sunday and, you know, the Giants ultimately beat the Commanders, but Brian Dable was, you know, out here kicking field goals and being super conservative. And, Ooh, you know, I think... That was a tough game to watch, BLG. Yeah, it was. Oof. So, um, yeah, Eagles fans should not take for granted that they have a coach who's going to be aggressive and going to give his team an edge. BLG, last night, Julio Jones joined the fray, joined the party. Why, why is he here? Why? Why? I don't know. I'm one, still trying to figure that one out. One target. One catch, one good block on the Goddard uh, screen pass, the bubble screen that went for a touchdown, did his job. No problems, no issues, no questions. I'd say good signing, Howie Roseman. What's Was that Julio? I thought that was AJ. I wrote that was AJ. I got to screw that up. I thought that was AJ. I think Julio came back. He was, which, oh, by the way. Could have been an illegal block like it was on the Jets last week because he was coming back. That He'd gone downfield and then came back to kind of make the block. So he may have actually gotten away with a penalty, but the mm. Eagles had no penalties. I got a lot. Uh, obviously, I haven't watched the game. I've slept for three uh, three yeah. hours. But uh, I thought it was A.J. and Jordan on that uh, tight end screen. Jordan out front. But yeah. uh, I thought AJ, I thought uh, Julio had a nice uh, comeback, gotten away. And a lot of times, that's all you have to do as a wide receiver is getting away of the defensive right. back. You don't have to lay him yeah. out. Yeah. Um, all in all, I think Julio did his job, and he's going to end up being a nice addition. Not a major needle mover, but a nice addition to the Eagles. How about you, BLG? Well, the size thing, like you just said, is relevant there when it comes to run blocking. You know, I think Olamide Zacchaeus gives a good effort, but just having someone who's just way larger is a nice bonus. And, you know, obviously, Julio only joined the team on short notice last week. What, he signed on Tuesday. They didn't even officially practice on Wednesday, just had a walkthrough. So he's only had, like, two real practices with the team so far. So I'm sure they'll integrate him a bit more. I think he can potentially give you more than Quez Watkins, who's been disappointing and just unable to stay healthy, really, um, can give you, potentially. Uh, so I think, you know, we're going to see him worked in here. Fans really liked it. You know, they gave him a big applause after that. Yeah. One oh, yeah. We got catch. some Julio chants for the three-yard yeah. reception. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I Alameda played 41. Now, we knew Julio was going to be on a snap count. Mm-hmm. We got 15 to 25-ish, and he ended up at 16, so it was right there. Alameda played 41 snaps. Now, they had 72 offensive snaps, so a lot. Um 
do you think that changes as he gets? Do you think that flips and Julio's getting the 41, say, three weeks from now, and Alameda is going to be down in the 15, 16? Because Nick went out of his way to say, Alameda is always going to have a role. I, I saw a little bit of a disconnect between yeah, Howie and, and he Nick. said that about so. Zach Pascal too, and Zach Pascal mm-hmm. took his act to Indianapolis. So, mm-hmm. sorry, Coach. You can you can sing their praises, but doesn't necessarily equate to them having long term success with the Eagles. I but I mean, short term here. Yeah, I think it could be a split. Um, I think it might go more in Julio's favor at some point here, because it was when Quez was healthy and playing, uh, even when he came back from the injury. Um, you know, Quez was really, truly the wide receiver three with Alameda only playing so many snaps and really not seeing much action. So, uh, yeah, I think they're and they <clears throat> should be honestly splitting that wide receiver three position. Speaking of splitting, BLG, how are you with Nicobe Dean, Nicholas Morrow? Everything, everything's working. Um, so it's hard to criticize the defense at all. Do you like that philosophy in the slot? It was Josiah Scott and Eli Ricks trying to get through. Ultimately, I think it's going to be Bradley Roby when he's healthy. Um, you like or, or dislike the the rotating uh, uh, positions in the back seven? In general, in theory, it doesn't seem you know ideal. You, just, you want your guys, you ride with them. But, I mean, I thought Nicholas Morrow was playing pretty well. Turnover uh, opportunities missed in that week five game aside. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think it's the worst thing. I mean, Nicobe Dean even admitted that or acknowledged that after the last game um, that, you know, the guys ahead of him when or the guys on the field when he was missing were playing well. So it's not like they're just going to suddenly disappear. Um, so, yeah, I think it's fine. And it seems to be working for them. Um, I, I don't I don't have an issue with that. And here's where I'm going to give credit to Sean Desai and uh, John and I are both coach gannon fans maybe john a little bit more than me but we're both coach gannon fans the size shows some flexibility here which i don't think gannon ever did gannon had his philosophy gannon had his guys gannon didn't sub gannon didn't change i think the has shown some flexibility with using different guys at different positions last night just being one example of it he had done it previously i always think a coach has to stay open-minded i get it you want to stay true to your tenants and play the type of defense but you you can tinker a little bit here or there and i think that uh, desai's been an outstanding tinkerer i don't know if i meant to say it just that way but you get my drift <laughs> here well, uh, at the risk of being shot upon which i will be anyway uh depending jg he never had to sit anybody down because they were all healthy you know why are you going to sit tj edwards down last year uh, had a great season, and, and even Kaiser White. Yeah, you could have gotten to Kobe some. That's time, the point, but, John. But you're winning games. You know, if Kaiser got hurt, I think you would have seen Nicobe, and they might have tweaked things. But when you're winning games, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, so then Nicobe would you say got the hurt. same thing? Would you say that same thing about Nicobe Dean now? Because the Eagles are winning games. Why would you take Nicholas Morrow off the field? Well, I, 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 because they believe in Nicobe Dean. I'm a little bit shocked, to be honest. And I said, I thought ultimately Nicobe would be back and they just put him right in. I didn't think they would rotate 
Nicholas Morrow because they believe in N'Kobe long term. And we know, look, Nicole, uh, Nicholas. So they didn't deserves- believe in N'Kobe long term last year. Well, no, he's a rookie. That's different. I mean, that's like Sidney Brown. They believe in Sidney Brown, but he's not playing a lot. He only played because of injuries. Um, they still believe in Kaylee uh, Ringo. He doesn't play at all except special teams. Um, it's different with rookies. But um, in the case of of uh, Morrow, they cut him. So it's not like they loved him. Uh, that you know, they brought him back. They put him on the practice squad. Nicobe got hurt. He got an opportunity and played well. But I thought they would just go back to Nicobe because he's their long-term plan at the position, and and he is playing more. Uh, what were the numbers? I got them right here. Nicobe was thirty of forty-nine, and 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 Nick was nineteen. So he's playing more. But I, I'm, I'm surprised they're playing Nicholas at all, to be honest. And, and it's directly attributed to how well he played. So he deserves mm-hmm. credit for it. And no doubt about that. That's what I'm giving Desai credit for because he's letting play actually dictate the guys that he's playing, not long-term, short-term, where he was drafted well, or whatever. Still play the guys more. that are playing well. I mean, to be honest, to this point, Moro's played better than Dean, but mm-hmm. Dean is still playing more. And that's because of long-term. They think he's the guy. Because if it were just a meritocracy, yeah, why would you take Nick Morrow off the field? Until he has a bad game. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't come where he's had a bad game. Like, you keep waiting for it, and that shoe hasn't dropped. No. Yeah. He's Good played well. Morrow. Good on Sean Desai. All right, BLG, last night, Jalen Hurts playing with the injury, yet they continued to tush-push. Is Nick taking a chance? To, I know it's it's such a key ingredient to the Eagles, you'd think, a yard and a half game, but it is. It's where, it's how, it's the situation of the game. A little risky putting a guy with a potential bum knee in that situation? It never looks like he's getting hurt, but... There's a pile of humanity down yeah. there on the field. You don't know what's going to happen. I asked Jalen Hurts that question. I got a one-word answer. <laughs> what was no. the word? Basically, no. no. Just play no? Yeah. No, no risk whatsoever? <clears throat> no risk. Yeah. He is He is a stone-cold tough guy. How how big a tough guy is Jalen Hurts, BLG? I mean, he's uh, it's pretty tough. <clears throat> you know, and I think that's something that clearly resonates with his teammates. A lot of his teammates uh, value that and acknowledge that and talk about that as a motivating factor. You know, when you see the star quarterback out there is, you know, toughing it out and going through pain, you know, that certainly makes you want to go out there and perform well for him too. And also specifically, you know, if you're like the offensive line, you know, to protect him and make sure he's not getting hurt and hit further. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's really tough. He's, that was such a big part of the catalyst of the success, I think, for these Jalen Hurts' successful Eagles teams is his personality, not just his play, and uh, that's that's part of the equation there. And yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's zero risk on those plays. We saw Patrick Mahomes get hurt on a sneak last year. Yeah, it's, it's possible, yeah. but I mean, I think it's a low chance. Um, we always talk about style points with this team. There have been two big issues: the red zone on offense and and turnovers. Um. They stopped a a nine turnover negative streak when Darius Slay uh, picked off mm-hmm. that pass. Um, 
They had not gotten a turnover since the second quarter of the Tampa game. Mm. So it's been a while. Um, you know, the Eagles, like, we practice that, we do this, but turnovers are so random, uh, BLG. Uh, you know, to get nine in a row in a negative direction and finally get one back, does the worm turn a little bit there? Um, that's the one thing we can look at and say this defense as I think overachieved to this point when you think new coordinator, five new starters, but they aren't turning the football over and they got a big one from, from Slay who peeled off, by the way, that was a hell of a play, Mm -hmm. uh, peeled off to the wheel route and picked it. Um, you think, you think they have enough playmakers? Is that going to turn? You know, we did see, again, I mentioned earlier, um, Nicholas Morrow unable to finish uh, or able to, you know, catch that pick that he had on Matthew Stafford or or jump on the fumble in week five. So it's not like they've been totally, you know, totally far away from it. Um, I, I do tend to think, especially with how they're pressuring the quarterback, where we might see some more forced fumbles here, some strip sacks. Yeah, yeah. They got go the Eagles way or, you know, maybe some more hit as – uh, or quarterback getting hit as he's throwing and maybe creating some opportunities hasn't happened so far. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> that's one of the biggest issues I think you could say from the Jets game where the defense was otherwise outstanding. The fact that you have Zach Wilson who averages a turnover a game, basically uh, you couldn't get one on him. Yeah, that's that was bad. That was, that was bad. disappointing. Yeah. But um, on the whole, uh, you know, yeah, I think some of that's just kind of luck of the draw. And he was, had a lot of luck in that regard last year. And that's always kind of going to stabilize year to year. And, and you're not going to just always dominate the turnover margin or takeaway uh, margin like that. So um, really what they have to focus on, I think, is eliminating the turnovers on their own. Because that's 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 Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. And uh, you can give Hertz a hard time for that pick last night. The guy comes unblocked. He tries to get the ball through. It gets tipped up in the air. Taking it goes down as an interception. And oh, by the way, Jalen had a couple of those last week that there were other contributing factors other than him just making a bad decision and throwing a a bad ball. Certainly that pick six last night to me was a, just a good play by the defense. Yeah, I had a problem with the fumble, not the interception. Yeah. Fumble I had a problem with because it seemed like Jalen felt pressure that wasn't there. And then he realized it wasn't there and was going to try to extend and, and pretty Paul, pretty poor ball security there. So Mm -hmm. I had no problem with the interception that happens. You know, somebody tips the ball, goes right to the player. He said, I guess I'm not living well after the game. Um, That that's bad luck, but that the fumble, I I think there's legit criticism there. Um, but, and I'll, you know. I'll even I'll even give Jalen a little cover there in that Lane Johnson got beat on the play. Hmm. Lane Johnson never gets beat yeah, on a play. No. You don't it, expect it Lane Johnson's man to be the guy who's going to strip the ball from you because it never happens, and it did on that play. Yeah, Boy, that's a hell of a streak come to an end. I, I think they're going to give him credit for that sack. They should. Um, it was on Lane, uh, but that – Boy, that was a hell of a streak. That's amazing. Considering how many great pass rushers he's faced, uh, BLG, that is one of the – it's not like a obvious stat to people, like passing yards or receptions or running yards. That's one of the greatest runs I've ever seen. It really is. 
in, in this era, of the NFL, Nick Bosa, think about Nick Bosa, completely shuts him down. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing, amazing run. And it was Jalen Phillips who finally got him. He's yep. a very good pass rusher. Nice player. Yeah. Yeah. And it's incredible <clears throat> that Lane was even out there for that game, really. Yeah. I mean, after looked like looking like he could be potentially going on IR, but you know, certainly you talked about Jalen Hurts being tough. Lane Johnson obviously very tough. And for him to even just be out there on Sunday night obviously made a big difference. Even if it's not he's you know, he's not a hundred percent version of himself, just to have him out there at all is you know, is, is a big deal. All right, BLG, uh, let's look ahead to wrap this bad boy up here and thank you as always for streaming in. Next two games, divisional games at Washington, and then the Cowboys come here. Mm-hmm. Um, we sung the praises rightfully so. The toughness of Jalen Hurts, the defensive line, dominance. Six and one, real good spot to be in. Only two other teams, as only one other team as of now, 49ers win tonight. They'll get to six and one, too. So they're, they're in the conversation of the best team in the NFL, and they should be. What's your one concern for the next two weeks? Other than divisional games are more competitive and a little funky or whatever. What is the thing the Eagles need to be working on in those highly competitive practices or walkthroughs they have? Love competitive walkthroughs. Um, what what are the still one or two things that they could still potentially get better in and improve on? Well, they got to get healthy for one. Obviously, that's a it's an easy one. But you know, getting Reed Blankenship back, I think, would be really nice for this defense. But looking at beyond injuries, you know, one of the things that I think has been an issue. We talked about Jalen Hurts, you know, the fumble. He's holding onto the ball for forever, and like you look at the data on this. Entering week seven, he had the second longest average time to throw. It's only like barely just ahead of Justin Fields, who notoriously like holds the ball for forever. Uh, and 3.21 seconds is exactly where Hertz was in 2021. He was 39th of the 39 quarterbacks that year. He improved last year to 2.86 seconds. So that's like a big difference. I mean, it might not seem like much, 0.4 seconds, but yeah, that's um, a huge I, difference. Yeah. I think there's a combination of, you know, needing to see the field better needing to actually pull the trigger and make throws and throw some with anticipation more often here. So he's not taking hits and he's getting the ball out faster and he's not missing some of these throws. So, um, you know, I like how Jalen Hurts battled back from his turnovers last night. He didn't let it snowball and totally spiral out of control, um, but he has to cut down on the mistakes and I think he needs to get rid of the ball faster. Yeah. I'm kind of torn on that. I'll end it there. Uh, make sure you follow Brandon on uh, X at Brandon Galton. Uh, read him at Bleeding Green Nation. Does a tremendous job. The podcast uh, as well. Um, you know, when you talk about, you mentioned Justin Fields. He's not a very good quarterback right now, but he he extends plays. He can do some things. So, it tends to be the guys that can extend plays while hold on to the football the longest. And you're going to, there's going to be some turnovers because of it, but there's going to be a lot of big plays as well. Like the AJ pass 32 yards that was jailing extending. Um, and all of a sudden the Eagles are in a position to get a touchdown. So there's a give and take. And I don't really want to see them have to be two up because that means you got a crappy offensive line. And you can't hold on to the ball. So I'm kind of torn. I get what you're saying, 
But I don't want the ball out in 2.2 right. seconds because that tells me you're not holding up up front. And that means Jack Driscoll's out there, you know, a bunch of other injuries. I don't know if that's necessarily a good sign. But I'd love to see better ball security when people do get home. I yeah, think I that's think it's, fair. <clears throat> it's definitely like a fine line, and you have to balance it because you don't want them, like you said, getting rid of it so fast, like to a – and the the touchdown, the near touchdown to AJ Brown is a result of you know being able to extend the play. <clears throat> but I think too often this year it's you know it's it's drifting a little bit too much towards the hold it side and not you know enough of that big play potential. So I think they have to find a way to speed it up a little bit uh, in general. And one last thing about Jalen Hurts' uh, toughness: two, two well four words, two names: Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee. We never bring up yeah. either of those two names, yeah. and we need to be thankful that we don't have to bring up either of those two names. Yeah, we saw Marcus warming up. That was not a good feeling. Uh, you know, maybe little, it was little, just a little nervous. Could you could yeah. you sense the nervousness in the crowd? I don't think too many people noticed, but yeah. um, I, you know, and Nick said after I, he didn't know, he didn't tell Marcus to to warm up. So who knows if he's telling the truth? Because Nick, you know basically admitted he doesn't always tell the truth no, he does. <laughs> if he doesn't think it's advantageous to yeah. him to tell the truth he'll look you right in the eye and lie to you yeah brandon lee Gatton never lies to us that's why we have him on thank that's you right. sir we'll get you back on in a couple of weeks thanks blg thanks guys Take thanks it. brandon lee Gatton, bleeding green nation here with his son birds 365 when we come back you got to do it for me again you got to read it and you even did a great job of reading it as nick sirianni when you did his response <laughs> The he went down the it. week to for, for Rob Motti because Rob, you know, Rob's not here every day, right? Anymore. So he went down. He went down the whole week. He fast forwarded through the whole week. But uh, you're glad Rob Motti was there last night because ah, there, Rob saved me. Building. Yes, thank you, Rob. Again, yeah. all right, McMullen and McDonald. Uh, we got our buddy Jeff Kerr. Usually jumps in early. He's going to jump in for the second half of today's Birds three sixty five. Uh, McDonald and McMullen coming back in just a sec. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675.
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Welcome back, guys, here on Birds 365. Hour down, hour to play. Jeff Curran, about 20 minutes. We'll jump in, give us his perspective on last night's Eagles' impressive win. Would you say last night was their most impressive win of the season, Johnny Mac? Um, everything runs together. Um, probably, yeah, probably. It has to be for me. Shoot, yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to think. I mean, you know, you know, in hindsight, you know, you always move on. Like early, I thought Minnesota was pretty impressive. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. But they stink in, in week two. Uh, now it doesn't look as impressive. Um but that kind of stuff happens. Tampa, Washington, they didn't play well at Los Angeles. Was a little bit tougher. Yeah, that was that definitely it, their best. It's win. The only win on the schedule that they have against a team that has a winning record. Yeah, definitely. Everybody else is either below or at five. And and now we're going to say this happened last year, though. Now, not we're, but a bunch of people are going to say, well, Miami's not that good, and that's what they did last year. And I, I coined that phrase, they turned somebody's into nobodies. That's what they did again with Miami. They were a somebody, number one ranked offense coming in, 37 points a game. PFF had them as the number one team in the NFL. And they waxed them. So now you can't just say, oh, they're nobodies. But there will be a bunch of people saying that. And they will get the chance to prove that they're not nobody because they've got New England next week who all of a sudden Bill Belichick back from the grave. They had him dead and buried last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the owner's talking about moving away from No, they wasn't. Uh, I get it. There are some very good reporters out there with very good sources. Kraft is not pulling the plug on Belichick in the middle of the season. I don't care if they're one and 16. He's not pulling the plug in the middle of the season. They go out and beat Buffalo. And then the week after that, they get Kansas city. Somebody has got to come out of that as somebody. Somebody has got to win that game, John. And either they're going to re-elevate yeah. to the number one team in the NFL, or you're right. The dolphins will go back to being a nobody in that game. Yeah. And people say that, but they were somebody when the Eagles played them. Um, supposedly so we'll see how it goes now i i joe shad who does a great job covering the dolphins for used to cover him for espn i think he's at the palm beach paper now uh he he just put on twitter a few minutes ago within the hour the tush push is not a legitimate football play it's not how football was meant to be played it's also lame and can cause injuries. Uh, nobody except Eagles fans will miss it once it's banned in the offseason. Boy, they are in people's heads with this damn play. They really are. They really, I mean, it, it's, I, I don't like the play either. But it's legal and they use it. I, I mean, other people try it and they can't do it. I, I don't know what's wrong with people. I, I, it, I don't like the bubble screen. I say all the time. I think it's the ugliest play in football. Um, it worked for the Eagles yesterday with Dallas Goddard. Um, and there'll be the next 20 won't work. Uh, mark that down. But a, anyway, 
It occasionally works. It's not the most aesthetic play. You know, they didn't create it. The Bush Push is the most famous of them all, uh, where USC beat uh, Notre Dame back in the day. Um, it's legal. They use it. You can use it for your other teams. Boy, they're in people's heads. They really are. And and Sirianni is throwing gas on the fire by doing it like bringing the team off the field, reevaluating during the timeouts. And ah, it's not two yards. We can get it. And going back out and getting it again without it being close. It really wasn't even a debate as to whether he got it or not. Yeah, it, it's it's a major tool in the toolbox right now for Nick Sirianni and the Eagles both with the and, result and, and, and the I will mindset. say this, Jody, uh, for Joe and Peter King is the most notable because I think Peter said the same thing. It's not how football was meant to be played. What what does that even mean? Did Pop Warner tell them that? I what does that even mean? You, you know how football wasn't meant to be played? Like a freaking math equation. Every sport. But guess what? That's how it's played. What 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 why is this any difference? I don't I don't it bothers me. And here's the thing that bothers me. Because hey, I'm on record. I can't go back and uh do a 180 and try and hide the fact that I said, yeah, it looks more like a rugby scrum than a football play. I absolutely said that. I'm on record with this. Here's what bothers me. I think more people have become more outspoken just because the Eagles have mastered it, because they never get stopped, because they're just better at it than anybody else. Because we've been doing it, the Eagles have been doing it now for two years. So the outrage of it has grown over time. And I firmly believe that a big part of that outrage is. Because your team tried it, you can't do it. The Eagles never get stopped doing it. If you're yeah. just purely, if at day one, the first time you go, yeah, that doesn't look like a football play to me, and you've stuck with that, then I'll give you credit for it. And I think Peter King falls into that category. But if you were wishing, but, but why do reporters like Joe? And just now, because the Eagles have added this to their arsenal and they're basically unstoppable with it. Where were you the first time you saw it? That that's well, I guess I I I to me personally, it bothers me more with reporters than fans. Look, I get fans are gonna want their team to to be successful. Whether and if it works for the Eagles, Eagles fans love it. If it it doesn't work for Dolphins fans, they hate it. Um, I get that part of it. Reporters, I don't get. I mean, what do what do you care? Um, it's legal. They use it. And oh, by the way, they're not 100%. I think they're 41 of 44. Um, now, generally, That's a high when they don't get it, yeah, when they don't get it on third and one, it's because it's third in the long run and they're going for it on fourth down and they know that. So they just do it twice in a row. So they generally get it anyway. Um, but yeah, for me, it's the reporter part. I like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like you can say, like me, I say all the time, I don't like that play. It's not aesthetic. I don't like the way the game is played uh, in the modern era. You, that all is fair game. I have no problem saying it's an ugly play. It's this and that. It's legal. That's it. They can run it. And they're successful at it. End of story. 
And I'm telling you, John, mark this down. And I know the Giants had a couple of guys hurt on uh, their attempt at the cheek sneak, uh, but nothing major. That's what it's going to take. If there is a faction in the National Football League that wants to see it banned for whatever reason, and I'll heavily hint at the fact that the Eagles have this advantage over everybody else, and they're always trying to balance it for everybody, um, they need an injury. That that's the only way that they're going to be able to win over the competition committee. Listen, uh, it's just not right. We're we're all, we're all about. Well, protecting I thought our they players. were going to ban it last year. I really did. I I I think ultimately they will ban it. Um, just a matter of getting the votes. And I've said pretty consistently, I don't think it's going to matter that much for the Eagles because I think the Eagles are going to get it anyway. Quarterback sneeze because. Their quarterback sneak success is about the quarterback squatting 600 pounds. That's why I was a little concerned about uh, the knee injury because maybe Jalen doesn't have his typical um, get off uh, with the lower body. Um, but I think if they ultimately have said it numerous times on the show, it's counterintuitive, but I think it would help the Eagles because the Eagles are still going to be really good against the quarterback sneak with the quarterback sneak. Now, where it was wrong, I would assume that other teams would get better by shoving, right. that, but they haven't. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You and I agreed on if they if they moved away from it during the offseason, Eagles would have still done it, but the other teams haven't been able close to get to the level that the Eagles can do it. And you know what I say to that? Shame on all the other teams. Maybe you need to work a little bit harder. Maybe you need to get a, an offensive lineman who's willing to go to the ground and take out the other team's legs. That's on them, not on the Eagles. The Eagles understand it, have devised it, have the guys to pull it off, and have the guys with the nerve to go in there and get that physical. Why should they be punished for it? Boy, they aren't people's heads. That's why, yeah, they they really are. And by the way, Nick Sirianni, he is he is – he he did that in the press conference as well. He is really he he's a heel already in other cities. Like obviously he's very popular here, but boy, he was over the top last night. Whew. Yeah, he was looking, feeling looking himself straight Jeff. into the camera, saying, "Yeah, yeah, you can't stop us." Uh, he he really he was was feeling his oats a little bit last night with both you local guys and national guys. Say, here's the way the week is going to go. I'm not going to answer the question on Tuesday. Then different guys going to ask me about it on Wednesday. Then on Thursday it's going to be I'm going to push it off till Friday and then check the injury report. Yeah, he was he was feeling his oats. He he desperately wanted and needed that win last night, and they got it. Uh, one guy we haven't given enough uh, credit to so far today. Got to give him his props is A.J. Brown. Uh, tied an NFL record last night for his fifth consecutive game of 125 yards or more uh, when Howie Rose... Alvin Johnson. Uh, that's pretty good company. I think he's got a plaque there in Canton. So, yeah, A.J.'s on a pretty good course. Um, John, when they acquired him last year, I thought, wow, that's a heck of a trade by Howie Roseman. But it's even bigger than that. It's even better than that. This guy has been tremendous. Um, I know you and I have talked about it before, uh, but I want to ask you about it again. Do you think AJ? Uh, do you think Jalen Hurts had an influence mm -hmm. on that deal? Because we didn't know it at the time, or at least I didn't know. Maybe you knew. You're a better reporter than I am. Um, I didn't know that they were as tight as they were prior to. 
Uh, they didn't play collegiately together. Uh, so I didn't know A.J. Brown and, and Jalen Hurts were that good buds. Um, but we've since found out as soon as A.J. got here that the relationship that they have. Do you think, and I don't know how he to be this, but I don't know him to not be it either. Do you think that uh, perhaps A.J., uh, excuse me, Jalen Hurts went to Howie Rose and said, if you can get me A.J. Brown, he and I could do tremendous things together here in Philadelphia. How much influence at all do you think he had on that deal? Two percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, I'm sure he was thrilled and I'm sure he gave Howie uh, all, you know, five star recommendations. But I mean, let's be honest. Um, if Cal Calvin Ridley didn't pick up the betting app, he would have been here and he would have been uh, they wouldn't even try to get uh, A.J. Brown. If Christian Kirk didn't get overpaid by Jacksonville, he would have been here and they don't go after A.J. Brown. If Allen Robinson, what a disaster that would have been, didn't choose the then Super Bowl champion Rams over the Eagles, A.J. Brown wouldn't be here. So, yeah, uh, they went a lot of, they went down a lot of different avenues before they got to A.J. Brown. Um, and luckily, they didn't get any of the other ones. And... They panicked a little bit and knew they needed an upgrade, and they gave up a lot for A.J. Brown, not only a first-round pick, but also $100 million. So, um, And Nick mentioned that, thanking Jeffrey yeah. Lurie for paying $100 million for A.J. Brown. Uh, that was not plan A. It was not plan B. It was not plan C. It was plan D. And sort of, um, all right, we got to overpay a little bit and it worked he was the final piece i say it all the time that that whole offense fell into place as good as Devontae smith is and i think Devontae's tremendous <clears throat> aj brown is he's their tyreek hill like if you take tyreek hill off the dolphins they are not the number one offense in the nfl not nope. even close he is that final piece of the puzzle and everything fits with them. And that's what AJ did for the Eagles offense. And last night was just another prime example of it. I knew when they gave him the touchdown that it was coming off the board, at yeah. least it showed well on TV. I don't know what angle you had from the press box, but his elbow came down at the one. So you, you yeah. knew he wasn't getting a touchdown and he kind of wanted the touchdown. Uh, but he got a touchdown on uh, the game. So, and by the way, his touchdown he did get two broken tackles, just blowing through people. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, his yards after catch. I thought he was in. They were testing him for a concussion. It ended up he got hit in the face. He had some blurry vision. Um, when he forced his way for a first down, he he should have been tackled basically four yards short and he's just bowled his way for a first down. He's having a great season. Great. Right. Season. And let me give you a <laughs> wink and a nod and implant my tongue in my cheek. Uh, but Deandre Swift, you couldn't get into the end zone on that last play where you actually try. He, he breaks tackles, gets down inside the 10 yard. You couldn't take it all the way in there. Big guy. So the Eagles could run three straight uh, victory formations and end the game. 
yours truly, you know, was heavily on the over yeah. last night. I thought it was going to be a 60-point game, let, let alone a 51-and-a-half-point game. If DeAndre goes in, it's the over. I hit the Eagles right on the nose. I said the Eagles would have 31 points. They scored 31 points. I just yeah. well underestimated. The it's not college. You don't need those style points, so, you know, but, you know. It wouldn't have surprised me if Nick wanted to run things up a little bit. He he was, you know. I give him credit for not doing that yeah. because he didn't need to. Did it cost me money? Yeah, it did, Nick. Thank you very much. But I actually tip my hat to you because, yeah, you did you did the right thing. Take the three straight knees, get the hell out of Dodge. You won by two touchdowns. You took a five-and-one team and you discarded them. Good on you. You didn't need to rub salt in the wounds because – you never know. These two teams could meet again in, in February, and you don't want to have that uh, uh, as potential bulletin board material. So good on Eagle. No, instead, I'm going to say, DeAndre, come on, keep fighting, big guy. You could have made it into the end zone. You broke two tackles. You couldn't break one more and get <laughs> in on the play. Yeah, you can see I make the desperate better who uh, got beat last night on the over. All right, quickie timeout, McDonald and McMullen. Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports, usually jumps into our. Hopefully he's up. Um, hopefully, you know, Jeff. Jeff was. Uh, Jeff was stuck. Jeff was locked in with. Oh, me. he was with he, you. Yeah, he was locked in. He was in Marty's car as well. Uh, <laughs> and he's got a little longer ride home than Johnny Mac does. So Jeff said, oh, "Come on, can I take nine twenty? Can I get an extra hours of sleep? And come on with you guys." I said, "Yeah, you want nine twenty? You got uh, nine twenty. So I thank BLG for coming on early with us. He lives right near the stadium, so I know he'd get up early. Uh, Jeff Kerr going to do a Monday recap of certainly mostly Eagles, but maybe we'll ask him a couple of questions around the league, including we should look ahead to the Monday nighter tonight with the 49ers trying to get even with the Eagles at 6-1 and one in the NFC. Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank staffing is not easy but that's what we do every day all day 
The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. You got uh, John McMullen and Jordan McDonald. You're Mac and Mac guys. Jeff Kerr, I just talked to him. He'll be joining us in just a minute. Uh, but before Jeff jumps in, now again, my apologies. These are just questions that actually have a historical basis. So I need John McMullen's reporting skills on this. I asked him about A.J. Brown, and he went to, you know, if uh, wide receiver doesn't get suspended for gambling, might not have gotten A.J. Brown. If Kirk didn't get overpaid by, might not have gotten A.J. Brown. Those are just facts, folks. That's good reporting by John McMullen. I trust him on this. So let me ask you this one before we punch Jeff Kerr up. How close were the Philadelphia Eagles to hiring McDaniel as their head coach rather than Nick Sirianni a couple of years ago? Uh, yeah. Um, very close. Well, very close. That, I, you know, actually, that's it's semantic, but you know, how we recommended Josh McDaniels be the head coach and Jeffrey Lurie made the decision that those two ultimately would butt heads. And I think Jeffrey was correct. So mm-hmm. when the owner isn't on the same page, how close can it be? Um, but how he was ready to go in that direction, which would have not worked out well, my assumption would be. Oh, by the way, Josh McDaniels, you get some right, you get some wrong. I've been saying this for years. He's not a head coach, and he proved it again this week with Brian Hoyer out there. Yeah, Eagle fans, be very thankful. Those of you. By the way, I was just talking, Jody, real quick, and we got to bring Jeff up. Lincoln Riley as well. Lincoln Riley could have had the Eagles job if he wanted it. That would have been the guy. I think Lincoln Riley would have been fine. That was the first call that, that Howie made. And Lincoln wasn't isn't interested going to the NFL at this point. I think ultimately he got here. Yeah, I don't agree. Offensively, look great. Defensively, does he even pay attention to defense? Because I've yet to see that. No, I think um, he could have gotten himself a good defense quarter. I think when and if, if and more when Lincoln Riley makes a jump, he's going to be good. McDaniel stinks. So if if they came close to taking Lincoln Riley, I don't know that they wouldn't have. I, I don't know how you can project as much success as Sirianni, but I think they would have been close. Better be lucky hired. than good. Uh, go back to Doug. They wanted to hire Adam Gase first. Uh, Adam asked for the moon, um, and they went in a different direction coming off Chip Kelly. Um, then they wanted to hire Ben McAdoo. There was a 
<laughs> there was a welcome bouquet in the Novacare complex with Ben McAdoo's name on it. And the judge convinced him to turn around and take their job. Um, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, Jody yeah, McDonald. I'll tell you, the, the McDaniel dodged bullet was the biggest one of them all. They've dodged a couple, but that... Adam Gase is a pretty big dodge. That guy's a freaking disaster on two... Well, so is Josh, though. Yeah. I'll tell you, McDaniel's worse. All right, Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports, going to jump in with us. Uh, he was down there locked in with McMullen. I, I, sources are telling me it was your fault, Kerr, that you were dragging, and that's why people were waiting for you, and they locked the door just before all you guys got there. It was on you. Is that true? I got my story before he did. I was waiting for him. <laughs> all right. Uh, sorry. I tried to try to take you back there, John. Didn't work. I apologize. Uh, yeah, we, we got locked in. Uh, and again, come on, stadium ops. You got to stay. We got to stay late. You got to stay late. And, and the irony is they stay late. They just lock the stuff. Let us out. We're trying to leave. That's what they want. Let us out. All right. I digress. You can turn the lights off on us at one o'clock. That was yeah. our sign. Yeah. yeah. All right. They really uh, shut the lights off. Did they? I don't. I don't think they shut. Well, the on, on the on the field, they did for like two minutes oh, on the field. Okay, on the you. field, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good sign. Did. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Please leave now. Yeah. But then you got to be able to let the leave the door open for these guys. I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I right, Jeff Kerr, uh, did you laugh at Nick Sirianni in the post game stuff when he said, "Here's how it's going to go, Rob Motti, during the week." John McMahon's going to ask me on Tuesday. I'm going to dodge a question. And then, uh, yeah, Elliot Joy Park's going to ask me on Wednesday. I'm going to say, you got to wait till Thursday. And on Thursday, I'm going to say, check the injury report on Friday. How much was Nick Sirianni feeling his oats after last night's game? So I actually wasn't there for that. I read the transcript, but I had to mention the Rob last night. Uh, what a, I can't say what I said to Rob about the answer, but John made the whole thing laugh because he goes, well, he mentioned me in it. And, I'm just like, boy, Nick was feeling it last night. He, You can tell he really wanted to beat Mike McDaniel in the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did not like all the attention Mike McDaniel was getting around the NFL. Um, pretty much look at me, what I've done, versus look at what Mike McDaniel. And he's right, but, yeah, I think that was that was a little bit more than typical for Nick. He'll never admit it, but I think it was pretty clear. But let me let me add this, and again, you guys might not know this because you were at the stadium. I'm sitting here at home watching the game, and this is for a whole bunch of Eagle fans out there. Um, both Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico bent over backwards to praise Nick Sirianni last night, gave him major props in the broadcast of the game. And I get it. If the hometown fans just hate national announcers because they're used to their guys doing their game and looking at it through their colored glasses and national guys aren't going to give you that. But both Collingsworth and Tarico were giving Nick plenty of love. So if Nick was angling for it last night in the post game show, he'll be even happier if he goes back and watches the broadcast today because they gave him the props he earned. And they should, by yep. the way. Uh, he's got uh, a trim. His record is ridiculous at this point, especially when you look at it since that two and five start. Um, 
Yeah, and you know when you lose the one game to the Jets, it 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 seems so out of character, and they bounce back. That's the most impressive thing I think about this team. They don't have losing streaks. Um, they only had one last year, and that's when Jalen got hurt. So we'll start there, Jeff Kerr. Um, the one thing that could probably derail this team. There's a couple things we already saw Lane Johnson, but. Chandler Hurts to Marcus Mariota. When Marcus Mariota was warming up, was there any angst in Jeff Kerr's mind? When so when Marcus was warming up, I started thinking to myself, well, where is Jalen? And how bad is this injury that the Eagles are trying to play off? And and Jalen came out and I you know, I let's just put it this way. I said to Andrew Jacheco, did Jalen just Tea in the bathroom too long or something, you know, but getting an IV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was getting the IV. And I mean, he just didn't look comfortable early in the second half. I thought he was getting better playing with the brace. And I thought it was pretty telling like when he told us, uh, I forget who asked the question, but do you think the knee brace is gonna be a problem? And he says, I hope not. And I I think that was him basically admitting. It was a problem early, but once he started getting in the zone, he finished 10 of 13 for 150 yards a touchdown after that interception and converted two tush pushes. It seemed like if he has to wear the brace, he he will, but I, I think between all of us here, he probably would not want to wear it. All right. Uh, since I questioned him last week, uh, I got to give him props this week. Brian Johnson, poor decision. John says... That's the head coach. Don't put that on Brian Johnson's plate. Well, he actually called the play, and I know he did so with Nick's tacit approval, but the interception cost him the game, and I didn't like his run-pass ratio for the entire game. I thought he he did his play calling based on who the Jets didn't have out there on the field rather than the actual situation of the game. I thought he had a bad week play calling. He was pretty damn good last night. Got to give Brian Johnson, I don't think we've mentioned his name yet today, got to give him a major thumbs up with how the Eagles moved the football last night. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. And I want to say I got the offense fired up on Twitter because I joked that, well, the Eagles really missed Shane Steichen. And that was going to be part of my overreactions piece for later today. Do, Do they or don't they? And, since then, they scored two touchdowns, and Jalen Hurts looked Jalen Hurts again. Uh, wasn't turning the football. Honestly, that's the real problem with this football team. Jalen just turns the football over way too much. It's 10 turnovers in seven games. He already has more turnovers this year than he did last year. Eight interceptions, two fumbles. And I know people will say, well, this one isn't his fault. This one isn't his fault. Like, uh, I agree, but it doesn't matter. It's cheap is the stat sheet, and that's what it says. It doesn't say drop their – yeah, he has more – Dropped interceptions this year than he did last year, which is one of the advanced stats they, they put on these quarterbacks. So turnover worthy plays. Yeah. 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 Brock so he's got a lot of those turnover worthy yeah, yeah, plays. Yeah, he, but if they don't little, turn over, who cares? <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, in theory, in theory, I get what you're saying. If the more you put it in peril, you know, somebody's going to catch it at some point. Um, and we'll see. He definitely has to take care of, of the football better. But getting to Jody's point about Brian Johnson, I will say 
the best thing that could have happened to the Eagles happened at the coin toss. They lost it. Miami elects to defer, and the Eagles go right down the field, 20-20, to 20, spectacular, as usual. And then they get in the red zone. And Jalen Hurts, off the court, design corner, quarterback run with a bad uh, knee, negative two yards. Kenny Gainwell, second and 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 ten, because that was first and goal. So it became at the eight, it became second and ten. Kenny Gainwell off left guard for one yard. And then all of a sudden you're third and long in the red zone. And they went with a Jalen Hurts quarterback draw and got three yards. And the Boo Birds were out that quickly with that red zone play calling monstrosity and they settled for the Jake Elliott field goal. I agree with Jody Oprah. I, I, I think Brian's done a good job, but man, they are banging their head against the wall in the red zone. They were so good with the run game, Jeff, last year in the red zone. They refused to say, all right, we got to evolve a little bit. Maybe we got to throw it on first down. And ultimately they got to Dallas Goddard. That was at the 19. So, Technically, yeah, so that that's, a red zone red zone. that's a red zone touchdown. Um, and it was a pass. I think that was first down, but I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Um, are they going to evolve? They keep saying they have to evolve. Are they going to evolve in the red zone? Does Julio Jones help you evolve? That's what I'm curious about. But they don't pass the ball. Does it matter? I still say the issue is, and I had this – I had this conversation right after the game last night because I do work with an Eagles fan at CBS, and he goes, oh, I don't know why you're on DeAndre Swift so much. You know, He's a good player. And I said, well, if he's a good player, how come you they were on DeAndre. Problems? You were on DeAndre last week. By the way, yeah. Dallas was second down. It was second down, down, right? Second down. Yeah. Uh, my issue is just the running back. Was in general. I don't think there's any running back they trust in the red zone. Boston's not going to see the ball. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, they tried last night, and he did score a touchdown, but – it, it, it was a it, again. It, it wasn't a touchdown I felt good about. Uh, they don't. That was a good Swift. run, though. That was a good it was run, a good run. Kept, kept his yeah. balance. Could have yeah. gone down. That, yeah. that was actually a good run. But still, I'm with you, Jeff. They they you, you, you use the word evolve, John. They need to evolve past Gainwell as their inside the ten guy. I'm yeah, sorry, they got my Swift more. Swift there. Is just better. Yeah, I don't disagree I, with that, but I think they got to evolve from the run, you know, run it on first and goal to, all right, let's, let's throw it. Let's give the big bodies a chance. Now you have three of them. You have AJ, you have Dallas, you have Julio, you know, you got to throw it. And, and then if you, you start to have some success with that, like they did with Dallas from the 19, then maybe the running game comes back because teams aren't, hyper-focused on stopping it. I think that's where the evolution has to come. Uh, I would agree. Uh, by the way, John, don't you think part of the evolution – what does Rashad Penny have to do to get on this football field? Somebody's got to get hurt. Yeah, not happening. Yeah. Um, um, I, he's better at Boston Scott. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. They'll, they'll well, never convince me. Well, but Austin – remember, Boston's the third running back, so that's where fit comes in. I always talk about fit. Like he's a good kickoff returner. He's a he helps oh, the yes, yeah. teams. 
Rashad's not going to help you on special teams. So that's probably until somebody until point. one or two gets hurt, or you bench Kenny Gainwell, Rashad Penny's not getting on the field. Well, they're not benching Boston's, Kenny Gainwell. Boston's locked in as number three because of his special teams ability. And he justified his position there with a nice kickoff return. Yeah, right. he's been a yeah. great kickoff returner since they gave him that job. And it took oh, him that, way that, too long to give him that job, by the way. That OZ kickoff return last night was one of the most future kickoff yeah. returns I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah. wait, he was what, like, what oh, crap. He yeah. was like, oh, crap, it's coming to me. It's Uh-oh. coming to me. Yeah, that doesn't uh, – uh, something that we're looking not looking forward to. All right, uh, John and I started the show by giving credit to the defensive line as tough oh, as Jalen was, as good as A.J. Brown was. I think the game was won on the defensive line by the Eagles getting pressure on Tua. And the Dolphins bend over backwards to get it out of his hands as quickly as possible. And he still couldn't get that out of his hands. And they were making plays in the backfield. Uh, Right now, they are the best unit in all of football. Uh, Is there any team that you see on the Eagles' upcoming schedule where you go, Jeff, this might be the one team that can actually keep the Eagles' defensive line at bay? I don't know that team. Do you? Um, let's look immediately. Washington, no. I don't think Dallas can. And Dallas's offensive line's been good. Um, okay. Buffalo's they, yeah. I would yeah, say I Dallas if they play well on a particular week, but but you yeah. don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Um, Kansas City, I think they're going to be a little fired up to play them because of the whole Super Bowl grass thing. I, I they're going to want to prove a point against their offensive. I still think their offensive line could stop them, but that'll be it. Buffalo. I don't think so. Um, San Fran, uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, Seattle, uh, no. San Fran. The worst four players on their offense are offensive linemen. Yeah, you know, they have yeah. Trent Williams is going of- to the Hall of Fame, and then the other four stink on ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean. No one ever wants to admit this with the Kyle Shanahan, like McDaniel people, that they really don't groom good offensive linemen. They they beat bad teams to a pulp. Well, they were good for a while, uh, and Trent is phenomenal. Trent is one of the best left tackles of all. But now they got nobody. Like they losing Mike McGlinchey was M- Mike McGlinchey. That was a big loss. He's not great, but he's just good. He was solid. And they had Alex Mack for a while. Um, they had a couple. That was a while players. ago, though. though yeah. like, like this is this is a while yeah. ago. Recent, yeah. That the the group they have now. Like, like that's why Thomas I say the same really thing. I I said the same thing with Miami. I I I remember having this discussion, Jody, with you a couple weeks ago. I I when San Francisco, everybody had San Francisco number one. I was like, I think the Eagles would beat San Francisco because they can't block the Eagles. They won't be able to block the Eagles' front. Well, Same we'll, thing I thought with Here's Miami. the beauty of that. We'll know that in about seven yeah. weeks. How, how long till uh, yeah. 49ers come to down take on the Eagles? And That's the best part well, about this the best part about the schedule this year. December you don't 3rd, have to hear the, the you don't play anybody and you don't – your schedule's not tested. Oh, no, you're you're going to be battle-tested this year. The Eagles can really flex their muscles against yeah. some of these teams. Now, San Francisco is a great team, and you're going to see that tonight. Um, they are. <laughs> um, 
because I think they're going to wax Minnesota. Uh, but I styles make bites. I say all the time. And how are they going to deal with Hassan Reddick and that, that like Josh Sweat's going to have a tough game against San Francisco. I just talked about Trent. If Trent's healthy, Trent's hurt, by the way, he might not play tonight. Um, if he's healthy, Josh Sweat's going to have a, a, a tough night. Everybody else though. It's like, you know, and the Eagles on the other end, because if the Eagles have the best front in football, which I think they do, San Francisco's probably number two. But we already saw we've already seen Lane Johnson handle Nick Bosa on a couple occasions. Um, they're better equipped to handle San Francisco's front than vice versa. That's kind of how I look at that matchup. I, I would agree. By the way, I went so I always when I pick NFL games, I have to pick five a week. I always go by the trenches. I was destroyed in that regard this week because how the heck did the Giants beat Washington? Someone answer that for me. Yeah, uh, that was a bad game. I I actually watched that game from start to finish. I don't know how I did. Tell me, John, it's 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 some football back like fifty years. Yeah, wrote. It was such an ugly. I I don't I don't know what was it. I think I was, I was almost entertained by the ugliness and just like what is going on here? What is anybody trying to accomplish? It was such a bad football game. Um, I like Ron Rivera a lot, but man, I mean, yeah, that's an I, unacceptable loss. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's the 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 Commanders do have a very good defensive line. Their offensive line is playing like crap. Yeah, and, oh. and I'm not I'm not the biggest Sam Howell fan, and he does from time to time hold on the ball too long, but he doesn't even get a chance. Like you blink and somebody's yeah. grabbing his shoulder. I think they have like three of the top five pressure giver uppers, uh, the guys who give up pressures on the Sam offensive Sam Cosby line. is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> He's not good. Yeah. They're, uh, Eagles, might, Eagles might crush that team next week. I, I hate them. I hate they seem to always get – you know, the weird thing about Washington, they seem to play the Eagles better here than there at FedEx Field. They seem – the Eagles seem to uh, play a little bit better down there. I expect the same thing to continue. Yeah, how are they going to block? They can't block the Giants. How are they going to block the Eagles? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen twice in a row. Um, yeah, I, 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 I it, it's boring. I think for people when I always um, lean on the trenches as you do, Jeff. But man, that's why the Eagles win. All the other stuff is the eyewash, the Mike McDaniel. That, that's the stuff everybody likes. You know, AJ, 125 straight yards for five straight games. That's phenomenal. We just saw Tyreek Kill. By the way, John, I brought that up to him last night, just talking a little off the record. You know what he did? Just smiled, shrugged his shoulders, and said, well, yeah. what was our record? What was our record? And I said, 4-1. and one. He said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and Tyreek Hill's the best receiver in football. He's unbelievable. Seeing him live. I've never seen a guy with his speed do everything else as well as he does it. Usually if you're a speed guy, you're not a great route runner you're, or you don't track the football down the field. He does everything. 
he had the one drop. He's a human being. Um, he's always open. Nobody can deal with him. Um, but even him, if you can't block people, you can't get him the football. So his touch, his touchdown too. I know Sidney Brown was. Oh, that was unbelievable, though. And that was unbelievable. But well, 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 that's the thing. Like all those guys said after the game, like they were wild because they did run it right. Sid got yeah. a good job. It, it didn't matter. He scored. Yeah. They, they well, here's right. the, here's why I love that. Seth on the on the God love Seth on the pregame show told me you got to press Tyreek Hill, and I said, Seth, are you insane? Um, they can't do that. If you miss. And, and the Eagles tried to press him. They tried to press him because it was at the 27. So they said, well, we don't have to worry about the space so we can press him. Bradbury missed and it was over. I mean, it was over. And it, it, it was unbelievable to watch live. Uh, yeah, he's in a, in a league full of fast guys. He's just. It's faster than everybody else. It's amazing and to watch. I, I did not go back and check film on Bradbury with either the Panthers or the Giants. I haven't gone back and checked film on Slay when he was Lions. Here's what I know. Neither one of those guys are good at pressing anybody. When they've been asked to do it, very infrequently here in Philadelphia, but when asked to do it, they're not good at it. If Seth were here, I'd tell him right now, good concept. How does it play in reality? I don't think either one of those guys are good at that aspect of the game. Some corners, his ex-teammate, Eric Allen, used to be great at it. Eric Allen yeah. could get up and get in anybody's face at any time and hand different watch era, him. Different era, too, J Jody. I agree with you. It's just yeah, a different era. At, well, Jalen, Jalen Ramsey is his teammate. He's probably the best, uh, and he's not healthy right now. So he doesn't have to worry about that. But – Anybody, that's my whole point with Tyreek. Typically, when you got a speed guy, that's what you do. You press and you get them off there uh, because they're not good route runners. But he's mm -hmm. a great route runner. He runs routes like he's freaking Stephon Diggs. So good luck. Good luck. And if you miss, he's gone. You're done. You're cooked. And the safety's not getting over. Um, and two is incredibly accurate when he's got time. He yeah, might be the most accurate quarterback in football, night? by the way. He, he, how about that third down throw he made last night, John? That 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 was only I think only him can make that throw. Yeah. The, the third I don't, in, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Cousins can really stick it in there when he's got time. I but I think two is the most accurate quarterback in football. I think he maybe Jared Goff. Not a bad day to bring up Jared Goff. Um, after that game yesterday, but he's really yeah. accurate when he has time. I'll, I'll take Mahomes. Oh, by the way, the Mars looked like an MVP. I, I'm yesterday. just talking pure accuracy. There's I, yeah, no I'll two. Take, two I'll is two Mahomes. is way more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Way more accurate. I'm just Mahomes' strength isn't his pure accuracy. accuracy. You know, uh, I how many ball, is how many bad balls a game does Mahomes throw? That Mahomes is great, but I'm, I'm I'm just talking pure accuracy. It's like a a pitcher that throws only strikes. Doesn't mean he's the best pitcher, but I, I, that guy is always the ball goes where it's supposed to be when he has time. I'm not arguing that he's the most accurate, but I might put Mahomes second. 
I think because he does so many other things differently and throws from different angles and he takes your eye away from it. I think it takes your eye off the fact that he's always delivering. The no, I'm not saying damn he's, close to he's, he's, he's certainly not terrible, um, but <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's top five in accuracy. Really? You, top you, think, five. you think Kirk Cousins is more accurate? Than oh Patrick God. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is, uh, I, yeah. I mean, just pure, again, pure accuracy. I mean, he makes some throws that are, you're like, what the freak? Um, same with Goff. Uh, but they're not even close to him in other areas. I, I'm just talking pure strike pitcher, pure Greg Maddox, always on the black. Um, that's Tua. That's Cousins. That's Goff. Who else, Jeff? Am I missing somebody? Um, you mentioned the three I'd probably go with. I, I'm just going down the list now. I mean, I would agree with Jody. I think Mahomes is not in that tier, but he's up there. Um, man, I, I'm just he's no, um, Dak's not that accurate. Um, Goff would have been my guy. I'm trying to think in the AFC. Yeah, he might be. You might. You could argue Goff. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Yesterday, Lamar looked like those guys on the accuracy scale. He was, it was that was that more pro Ravens or come back down to earth Lions for you? I know you do your overreaction Monday. I, uh, I'm the a Lions pro last week. Eagles lose, 49ers lose. Hey, Lions are as good as anybody in the NFC. Five and one. Check the standings. Oops, they go in and get their tail kicked. I in think Denver. that's pro Ravens. I think the Ravens bit Dan Campbell's kneecap. If you want to be honest, I've been waiting for something like that from that football team all year. And Whatever Boy, the Ravens, Lamar, by the way, the Ravens are really good when they play they their are really game. good. When they play uh, their defense, they were up 35 nothing at one point in that football game in the fourth quarter. It's their defense is good, and when the bar plays like that, they are going to be scary. Um, it's everybody likes talking about Cleveland's defense and Cincinnati potentially coming back, but man, that ball is good. <laughs> and I said, I said this on CBS Sports Radio last night. Um, worth mentioning and repeating how many teams in the national football league made offers to lamar jackson when he hit free agency uh. <laughs> zero none not one i think he's pretty damn good and there's a couple of teams atlanta falcons come to mind who could be significantly better if they'd given up two first round draft picks to get lamar jackson and there wasn't one team that made him an offer other I'll tell you what, Jody, they, they wasted one of their first-round picks anyway because they don't give him the ball. And then they then they say he has a headache. Oh, this drove me nuts yesterday. Oh, Bijan has a headache. That's why we kind of limited it. Then why did you put him in a tie game late? Explain that to me. Also, yeah, he doesn't have a well, headache? You're not, you're not suggesting they've already soured on Bijan, are you? No, no. It's just, there, there it's was something wrong with that. I yeah, was, blame there was something the, wrong. the explanation after the fact. <laughs> well, he just wasn't himself. Come yeah. on, you got to give us a little something more than that, Coach. Shame on Arthur. Yeah, Smith. when coaches I, do I that, by their yeah, yeah, that drives me nuts. I agree. They're too. doing a disservice to their players when they're not when there's something wrong and they don't let people in on it. Because I remember Darren Sproles here when he tore his hamstring, and the Eagles called it a hamstring, and everybody's like, "He's got, he's not back in two weeks. He's not back in four weeks. He's not back in six weeks," and everybody's you know criticizing Darren Sproles, which is goopy because you know the guys you know pound for pound the you know strongest guy on the team um 
and he was working to get back. And, and it turns out he finally gets back after like 10, 11 weeks. And he tells us, oh, yeah, it was torn. Torn. Yeah. He never got torn before that. Yeah. It's, uh, and he, you know, the Eagles did a disservice by not admitting the truth. Um, cause people were, I, I a lot think, of fans were questioning, why can't he get on the field? I mean, you know, I, I honestly think sometimes me. as much as we can get frustrated with Jalen's answers, sometimes he does do a good job at explaining like it, like last night, is he, well, do you think the knee brace going to bother you? Well, I hope not. And you know, it's, you know, he says it'll be fine. They're, they're very concise answers, but then you very got concise. Nick, well, yeah, but then you got Nick. Well, you know, John's Elliot's going to ask this question on Monday. John's going to ask this on Wednesday. He's given the the weekly itinerary to Rob Body last night. Yeah, yeah, that was that, you know. that was the coach feeling his oats after getting a big win. Jeff Kerr, we always appreciate it when you jump aboard. Thank you for doing so. We will talk to you again next week. You got to be in front the of the Phillies. He's ready to go. Heading to South Philly or in front of the TV at five o'clock. I sold my tickets for fourteen hundred dollars. Fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Holy man! I've seen good. them. I've seen them win a World Series. I've seen them win National Pennant. Are you going to Washington, Jeff Kerr? For the I will be going. I will Manders. be going to Washington. All right, you're yeah. taking me out to dinner then with fourteen hundred bucks and your. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, you yeah, know, as long yeah. as you guys carpool me down to Washington, I'll take you to dinner. All right, sorry, sorry, I put you in a position you got to pick up. Uh, J.K., thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on, That's guys. Our guy Jeff Kerr from CBSSports.com. All right, McDonald and McMullen coming back. Mac and Mac with a bow on the show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner.
Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Mac and Mac, Bird 365, going to put a after-victory Sunday night in the Monday morning show uh, to bed. Uh, you got Nick Sirianni with his day after gathering today. We assume he's going to do the okey-doke on the Jalen Hurts. I don't know who's asking the question because they know they ain't getting an answer, but somebody will probably go down. Yeah, don't you have to do it just for – I understand these questions are primetime real estate. You don't want to give it up. You want to get an answer. But you got – somebody's got to ask the question, don't they? I think Who is most likely to do that? Who is the guy who will take one for the team? You know, Chris might do it. Nah, Chris. Um, Martin might do it. Martin might do it. Martin Martin likes to get those injury things on the record. Um, yeah, I'm not okay. doing it. I'll we'll tell see. you that. You, you can't, because the coach identified you as the guy who should do it. And he expects to do it, so you can't do it. You get a free pass. Everybody else. You got to at least think about it. Do I need to be the guy to ask him about Jalen's knee? Knowing full well, he's not going to answer the question. I get it. You don't want to get a non-answer if you're asking a question. All right, Commander's coming up uh, on Friday. They stink, John. They do stink. Uh, Don't (laughs) don't we need to hold the Eagles? We'd use that word a lot. That was a bad game. Yeah, that was a bad game. That they I watched a team. lot of that on Sunday because yeah. it was the game that was on locally here on on CBS. Somewhere. But I mean the Eagles against the Commanders here. That's a bit. They shouldn't have. Uh, they shouldn't have had trouble with that team. If um, it was only a couple weeks ago, so it's still pretty fresh in our memory. If Ron Rivera had some nerve, yeah, the they could have lost. They could have stole that game. Yeah, yeah that was a bad have. decision by Ron. I, I I have a tough time defending Ron much more. Um, because you got to try to steal that game. Um, and that would have been a disaster if the Eagles lost that. Um, Losing to Washington two years in a row at home? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would not have played well. But uh, because they did hold on and win that game and take it in overtime, it just gives them a little extra motivation. Hey, we can't screw around this way. We need to not only get them down, we need to step on their necks because uh, the commanders are not a great football team. They sometimes give the Eagles a hard time, and as you correctly pointed out, more so it sits at uh, the link than down in the dump that is D.C. Oh, and that is a dump. Oh, that is a dump. Josh need- Harris, get that new stadium built too sweet, as they say. E- uh, e- that that place is, oh, it should Eagles- be condemned. Eagles need to go down and take a dump on the commanders this week. That's basically what it comes down. Remember to. when the railing almost killed Jalen Hurts a couple yeah. of years ago? 
Then you uh, wouldn't have to ask about why his knee hurt because you knew it was the stadium yeah. almost fell on top of him. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mac, uh, tell Nick we said hi when you see him today. Uh, you and me back here in the morning. Let's do it. Hopefully, hey. I'll have some sleep. Maybe I can uh, uh, not sleepwalk yeah, through the whole thing. Can't fall asleep. Phillies are playing five o'clock. You got to get to South Philly, talk to Sirianni, and then get back to watch the Phillies. Uh, we will be talking Eagles here, though, tomorrow. Probably a Phillies mention or two, depending on how the game goes. Birds 365 right back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.